This is your other brother's podcast. Welcome, friends, to your other brother's podcast, navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity together. I'm your host, Tom, from the Jewel of the Blue Ridge. It is so lovely to have you here in the year 2020. We're going to be making lots of 2020 puns and jokes all year long, not just all episode, but all year long. That's my goal anyway. That's one of my resolutions. But moving on from me... We also have with us in the city of Oaks, our other brother, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Hey, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. And then also joining us, our other brother from the city of Forts. It's our lovely friend, our lovely dear singing friend, Aww. Jacob. Hey, guys, it is good to be here. New year, new us. Can you sing that new year's song for us? How does that song go? I always don't know how it goes. The one, the, the old the title is old lang, Odd lang, lang, sang. lang Zangy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I know. There's like something about like if all of actually your don't sing it because there might be copyright. Oh, that's right. No, stop, no, stop. no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I don't think that we're going to be sued by the person who created that song because it's probably like 400 years it's ago. It's old English. It's like old English for New Year still queer. I think <laughs> is it. Is it really? Yeah. We'll just we'll just go with that. But yeah, happy new year to y'all. I'm so glad to see you. This is my first time seeing your faces in this new That's year, true. this new decade of life. Although some pesky people out there will say the decade doesn't actually start till 2021. What do y'all think about? Oh, that? I didn't even know that was like up for debate. <laughs> technically, the decade, technically, the decade runs from one to oh. zero, but. Anyone that pedantic is welcome to just never comment. Yeah, that's on actually this episode or any episode. I yeah, I'm like I I don't do that, but then I'm also a grammar Nazi sometimes, and so I also have to check myself that I always correct people on you use you said lay instead of lie and <laughs> other such things. So I need to I need to check my heart here in this new decade. I just <laughs> I just keep hearing things like really angry warnings about uh, when you sign like legal documents don't abbreviate the year because people can add other numbers after 20. So if, so say uh, today is yeah, one seven twenty, you could change that to one seven twenty seventeen or 2018 and then get evicted from your home. I don't know. I just keep seeing this everywhere. Like oh. alert, alert, don't abbreviate. I didn't think of that. Thank you for planting a seed in all the wrongdoers' minds. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more that I was. I thought you were going to say like someone could make it into nineteen twenty. But, like, but that was a risk last year too. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't think of it either until I saw like yeah, someone. Lots of lots of folks have been even at at uh, at work today. There were people that were like sending out things of like, hey, like just be very careful when you write down the year. Okay. Mm. So use this information wisely, mm -hmm. listeners. Do not use it nefariously. But yes, we are here in the year 2020, 2020. And uh, this is really exciting, you guys, because this is the first of two episodes 
this month in the month of January. Praise the Lord. That's so exciting. We're now returning. We are returning to a bi-monthly podcast rhythm. So I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of this because I could say every other week, but then when you do the math, it doesn't work out for 52 weeks. So like podcasts will come out on Fridays. They've always come out on Fridays. That's just, that's stuck for some reason. But um, if I say every other Friday, there are some months that have five Fridays. And that just, in, in fact, this month, this very month has five Fridays. And so I don't know what that's going to be. I think my, my tentative goal just to keep things on track would be like the second and fourth Friday of every month. I think that makes the most sense versus like sneaking in some fifth Fridays and then it just like gets staggered. At least if it's on the second and fourth, my neat orderly brain can realize like, okay, it's like roughly roughly the mm-hmm. you know this part of the month and this part of the month and it just and there might be some yeah there might be some stretches that we go three weeks without but generally it'll be every other week i hope that makes sense excellent it makes extra sense because the fifth friday of this january is actually my birthday so that should be a right. sacred day of rest right. and we rest we rest on the jacob we are silent on the, on the on the day i was born <laughs> We remember our brother mm. who is aging another Rapidly. year. Almost 30. Closer to the grave. Basically dead. Yes. 29. Wow, that's a fun year. You really start to have a perspective that your life is vanishing when you're 29. Because uh, you. you're like, wow, this is about to get, this is about to turn a corner really quick. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give a shout out to the Baranowski brothers. Um, because over we just celebrated Christmas, Merry Belated Christmas to y'all i hope y'all enjoyed mm-hmm, my christmas too. gifts by the way that was fun to... I did. <laughs> but we're gonna keep moving one on. of us did. <laughs> um, <laughs> i wanted to give a shout out to the baronowski brothers because when i returned so i was gone i was out of state for christmas and had a good time with my family up in pennsylvania but then i came home to my apartment several days later and saw a package waiting for me from the brothers baronowski and when I opened it up, what did I find? And they told me it was coming. Like I knew that I had a present waiting for me. Um, and so when I opened it, I, I literally had no idea. I was trying to rack my brain. Like what on earth did they get me? And I opened it up and it was a pair of capri pants, like workout athletic capris, which when Nate was on the show, we, we did a, a segment on capri pants. And I've never owned a pair of capris in my life. And I'll admit, wearing them felt very strange. It was, <laughs> it was disconcerting, but it was also kind of titillating and freeing. And I'm, Why'd you I'm curious that to word? see where oh, that feeling will no. take me. <laughs> Christmas is ruined. That's a good word. Uh, That's a $7 verb no, right there. Not. I'm a verb guy. I got to use good verbs. But yeah, I will sign on to that shout out because I also received. I was wondering if you did from uh, Jacob and Nate, and I put them on immediately and took pictures to send to them, and mm. and I I love them. They're great, um, and I have this baseball tee shirt that has like three quarter length sleeves as well, so it's like it's like a capri version of a shirt, and so I wear I wear those at the yeah. same time, and I just have this like. Three, I'm, I'm three quarters Everyone. dressed sort of vibe. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Nice. Now, just to peel back the curtain a little bit on how that all happened. So we we send those. And then soon after, we get a very sweet text from Ryan with some pictures. And it's, and it's great. And he's super thankful. And then days go by. 
and weeks <laughs> go by and Nate actually sends me a text and says, Hey, do you think Tom, would he have said something if he had gotten our gift? And I was like, yeah, I think he would have said something. And he's like, well, what if he just really didn't like them? Would he not say anything? <laughs> like, I think if he, if he got them, he would say something, even if he hated them, I think he would, he would still say thank you. And so I then sent a text to Tom, uh, trying to be like super uh, casual, like, hey, like, did you happen to get any packages <laughs> at all? And it was just that you you hadn't been home for a while. And mm-hmm. so um, then everything was good when you... If only I had known that yeah. all that backstory was happening because I could have just said, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Just have a period yeah. and yeah. then just like leave yeah. it lingering. And then there. and then when, <laughs> when you didn't send us a picture uh, with your face in it so we couldn't see if you were happy about the capris or not so Mm. then there was some like wonderings of like does did tom not like our present (laughs) true like i don't know how ryan sent his pictures he was happy and filled with joy and he like set his camera back and then have so i just yeah i thought about that and i was like i think that morning like i was either feeling sick or like i don't know i just wasn't feeling photogenic and so i literally just took my phone and pointed it down at my crotch and that was the that, was it. that they got so it was great so you could see but you could see them you know extending down mm. to my bare feet mm. so but yes thank you i i don't You're know i haven't welcome. decided yet if and when i will wear them in public but i'm excited to so let the titillating feelings fester yeah. and build. so you have you have some options there because nate and i wear these two exact same uh pairs of capris very differently to where he treats them as like at home loungewear to where I actually mm-hmm. only wear them to the gym. So I find them to be great okay. workout things to where I don't know if that would be. So you've just conducive. dove in, you've just dove in right in and you're like going straight to the gym. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think that I look very good in them, but I don't care because they don't really like, I, I think that I'm the wrong proportioned body that I, cause like they make your legs, I think look longer Mm. Um, to where I need my legs to look shorter and my upper body to look longer. So you basically so look just six, walking around, 12. yeah, yes, with a one People foot and think, upper body. Why is that enormous man? <laughs> look, it's Gumby. He's come to work out. Normal sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's true. I could see wearing them to like the grocery store. I don't, like. I don't know if they're flexible enough for the gym. Really? For me, but you don't think that. They would, yeah, I'd have to give yeah. it a try, do some squats and whatnot. Well, y'all, seeing as we're, we're leaving Christmas in the dust, goodbye, baby Jesus. Moving forward, <laughs> we have, it's the new year, and I just was genuinely curious if y'all had any, if y'all do resolutions, if you have goals for the year, um, the really popular Christian thing to do a few years ago, I don't know if it's still a thing, but coming up with one word themes, that's a thing that people do. Um, I was curious just like how you're approaching 2020 and uh yeah if your uh if your vision is clear <laughs> nobody laughed vision i did not laugh because i did not hear anything funny yeah i was gonna say that too excellent anyway <laughs> high five in the do air. y'all have any do y'all have any thoughts about the year ahead what call it what you want resolutions themes etc okay i have a question first as a preface so uh, today, the day that we're recording is January 7th. Um, one makes New Year's resolutions on, I guess, January 1st. At what point, if I have not actually taken 
action on a resolution. It's too late. Is it null and void? Null and void. Go Strip home. it from the records. Um, I think you have the month of January to get into a rhythm. The month That's, of January. I okay. give you a thirty-day grace period to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. That's thanks. That's a very generous grace period, <laughs> and I think I need it. I read recently about all of the provable benefits of keeping a gratitude journal. Ooh. So I have been kicking around the idea of doing that. Um, so far, I've just told people that I'm thinking about doing it, and I haven't actually. That's the first step. Down to commitment, That's accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Is it <laughs> the first step to tell everyone? <laughs> I I feel like there's also studies showing that if you do that, then you're less likely to actually you know, follow through. Yeah, I did actually see that today. But see, you're not even telling people that you're doing it. You're just telling people that you're thinking about possibly doing it. Mm, so I don't feel mm. like that's the same. Oh, thing. yeah, I got to cover, so, yeah. you know, like I don't want to disappoint you're anyone. Um, the other thing is, you know, I, t- I tweeted out a joke a few weeks ago, New Year's resolution, breathe more. And the more I think about it, the more I have been actually like, taking deeper breaths and breathing more. So I feel like that's actually working out pretty pretty well so far. It's not very measurable and easy to forget. No, eventually. that's a good one. When I worked at a therapeutic boarding school, um, one of the, um, <laughs> it's so funny that I was about to describe him as one of, one of the adults when I'm an adult as well. I still don't <laughs> see myself as an adult. One of the adult, one of the big people, he said, people today just don't know how to breathe. And it was funny. It was funny the way he said it. And it's like a funny statement, but it's the truth. People don't know when to stop and literally take their breath. Taking deep breaths feels so good. Like it is one of the best feelings we can ever, and it's so easy to do. You just stop what you're doing. Let's all do it right now. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I hope everyone at home participated. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like it realigns your brain waves. Your, I mean, it's just like, it's amazing the benefits of just like mm-hmm. taking moments to breathe. So yep. I applaud not only the breathing, but the gratitude journal. I, yeah, I would support that endeavor. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't currently have any, any concrete year long goals or, or things that, that I made, but I have, I am doing a couple things for the month of January to kind of like kick off the new year in a hopefully positive way. Um, I've, been doing yoga with with Adrian on YouTube for the past on and off for the past probably three or four years. She is just wonderful, and every y'all are practically dating. At this sh- point. Don't tell anyone. That's our little secret. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want others <laughs> others to know. Um, and every January she does a new uh, thirty days of yoga journey, and so I. Am doing uh, the one that um, she's doing this year is called Home, and I'm uh, doing that every day. And uh, it it kind of ties into what I I don't think I would say this is my word of the year, but the idea of home and kind of all that that means is something that's extremely meaningful to me, and something that I I would just I'm excited to to see what different shapes that I might take this next year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm also doing dry January. So I am not uh, drinking of the alcohols for the month. Whoa. So yeah, just some, some things to kind of kickstart into a new healthy 2020. That's awesome. Thanks. Very good. As for me, 
I, yeah, I don't know. This is a, usually I'm so uh, forward thinking and I'm like, I got my blog already thought up and I'm going to write something about the new year and resolutions and themes and everything, but it kind of snuck up on me and all of a sudden here we are a week into the new year and I don't necessarily have that. There's some goals I have for sure. Like I want to, um, I think it would be really awesome to make it to my last state visited this year. So I've never been to Alaska. So I'd love to go to Alaska this year. I think that would be fun. Um, I would also love to run a marathon. I've written, I've written, not written, I've run two half marathons. So when you put them together, <laughs> I've already run a full marathon. They're just separated over three years. Um, but no, I think I'm ready. I think honestly, it's something that I definitely don't want to go to my grave, never having done. And it's like, well, now or never, right? So I'm going to hopefully train for that question mark, I guess, in this, uh, in the coming months when things get warmer, because I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be one of those people who runs when it's 27 degrees and sleeting out. That is not with my capris, like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not going to do that. Um, so maybe like later in the year, like late summer, early fall, maybe that's kind of what I'm looking at, but, um, which gives me plenty of time to procrastinate. Right. Um, so those kind of jump out right away, but, um, I don't know, like I'm kind of, I'm playing around with this idea of, uh, of boldness. And I wrote, I wrote a blog actually on my personal site, which I'll link in this episode, but I've always really loved my middle name, Mark. And I love it because it's so like declarative and it's a noun and it's a verb and it has connotations with writing. And it also has like this boldness and active presence to it that I feel like in general, I feel I'm a very passive person. And so it kind of presents this alter ego that's really exciting and scary and daunting, but also it almost feels like that's who I'm more meant to be so so i'm playing around with like cheating this year not really having a one word theme but having like a one name theme and like this is the year of the mark or something i don't know are you gonna start going by mark i actually i don't know i don't i don't think um like i love i love my name tom i think that just feels homey and correct <laughs> but i honestly i don't think i'd be opposed if if people started calling me mark here and there just to like i don't know switch it up I'm so, you know, we have our names and we have them for 70 years. Like, why not go buy something else for a change? So I don't know. It's something that I'm tinkering with. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. It just feel weird. Like, I don't, I'm not about to start introducing myself as Mark on the podcast because that just feels incredibly foreign and incorrect. But, mm. but I, yeah. it's like more of a mantra, like of who I aspire to be and more of. And I think this person, this Mark person, who's more like definitive and sure of himself and confident and bold like I mean yeah all those things that I aspire to be and I don't think I'm just not as Tom but I just want to be more proactive this year but anyway happy new year to all of you guys listening all you gals listening as well thank you for joining us for another year of the Yobcast and um yeah I hope it's an awesome bold homey um gratitude filled year for all of you out there as well um, real quick, before we get into our episode, I didn't even say, usually I say at the top what we're talking about. We had so much festive holiday stuff to get through, but we're talking about mentors today. We're going to start talking about that very soon. Um, I'm really excited to, to dive into this topic, which was actually not sponsored by, it was voted on by our Yabbers group. We did this a few episodes ago. What was that episode? It was chosen family, chosen yeah. family. So on our chosen family episode, before that episode ever happened, we put a poll out to our Yabbers group. Um, we have a Patreon page that people pledge to. And as of now, as of this recording, we have over 170 people all over the world. And they support the efforts, not just the podcast, but our website and our community. Um, they support us on Patreon. And so we have a Facebook group for 
many of those members. And uh, moving forward, you know, it's not going to be every episode, but every few episodes, we're going to put a poll out in the group um, with a few options that we predetermined that we, we would be cool talking about. And um, yeah, every once in a while, we'll just hand the keys over to them and say, which one do you need to hear us talk about? Please vote. And so um, several, several episodes ago, they voted for Chosen Family, and that was an awesome episode. We had a great conversation about that concept. And then today, to start off this new year, we put out a poll to the group, keeping those same two poll options that they discarded last time. And then we added a new one, mentors, and they chose <laughs> mentors. So I feel really bad for these two topics that have been voted not worthy two times in a row. I feel so bad for them. I don't. And I won't say what they I won't say what they are on the air because that's just for the yobbers to know. But eventually, eventually we'll get there, I, I hope. But as of now, yeah, today we're talking about mentors. Um, and I think it's a great topic to kick off a new year. Um, I think it'll fit in with our, our theme of a new year and goals and growing. Like the whole January is always about what? Self-growth and improvement, right? Which then crashes and burns after two weeks. So hopefully this will be something that is something more that we aspire to, not only year long, but lifelong as well. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. Um, also, hey, if y'all enjoy the show, something that we've done from the start and people have responded super well to is our show listing on Apple Podcasts, previously known as iTunes. But Apple Podcasts, we have well over 100 ratings now, which is really awesome, really cool. Um, it helps our show get spotted as people are searching for similar topics and themes and shows. Um, yeah, just the more, the more stars, the more reviews, the more content people see, it just really adds to the legitimacy of our podcast. And yeah, after a couple of years now, it's been really awesome to have so many of you respond. So, so if y'all enjoy what we do, if you haven't taken the time yet, it, it's pretty quick to do. Um, if you just uh, go to the website and you find all the instructions on the podcast episode page, um, I'd love it if y'all reviewed our show to kick off a new year, a new decade. What are you laughing at? <laughs> just that I'm, I'm still <laughs> unsure if I've, if I've actually left a five-star review of the I know. Podcast. You don't know if you've rated it. You don't know if you've liked our page on Facebook. You, you don't know <laughs> the what worst. you You show up every couple of weeks and give us your giggles. And then after that. <laughs> then I just go about my day. <laughs> don't worry, Jacob. I know that I definitely have. That's right. <laughs> so Ryan's worse than I am. Let's make that clear I mean, in it's public one of those things, on the record. I almost feel like the 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 time has passed. Like if you would have, because both of y'all started out as yobbers, as, as patrons yes. on the Patreon. Um, and so like it would have been nice if you did that when you joined on Patreon yeah. and started listening to our show. But now that you're actually on the show, I don't know. Like Too I guess late. you could rate and review us. But then... I don't know. Will people look at that and be like, oh, wow, he gave his own show five stars. It's true. Cool. Yeah, at this point, it almost feels like if my mom wrote me a job <laughs> recommendation letter. <laughs> what a great analogy. That's, Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could always lie and make a pseudonym. That's fun. You oh, do that. no, we don't want that. So anyway, we need two yobbers out there to make up for the lost <laughs> reviews that we could have had for my fellow co-hosts. But... I would appreciate it. Um, yeah, every rating, every review really does help the show out. And then before we get into our episode, a big, big shout out to this episode sponsor because generally our sponsors support, you know, whatever we're talking about that day. They, they swoop in, they hear what we're talking about and they're like, hey, we sell a similar product. We would love to attach our name to this show. Um, but this year, because it's this episode, because it's a new year, it's a new decade. It's a new year of vision this this product came and they're like, we want to be a part of your brand new decade, your brand new year, your year of vision. And so a big shout out to our sponsor, Vision Enhancing Devices. 
of all flavors and all varieties. Thank you, contact lenses. Thank you, bifocals. Thank you, sunglasses. Thank you, telescopes like pirates use, the ones that extend out. Yeah, thank you to all of those. Even eye patches, you help in some sense as well. That's amazing. Thank you, thank you so much. It's, it's as if, it's like when you see those commercials for like dairy. <laughs> like, like milk. <laughs> Anything dairy. Anything dairy, yeah. It's like it's like all of the all of the vision, uh, came the together. vision industry yeah. came together to sponsor us. And we're very even honored. like that little um, that little niche part of the Walmart that you always walk mm-hmm. past and you never go into. They are sponsoring yeah. our episode here today. The local artisan monocle mm. manufacturer is behind this. Absolutely. Thank you, people that make microscopes and peepholes and magnifying glasses. Yes, those two. Or those rectangular plastic magnifiers that old people use. Love it. All righty, y'all. So we are talking about mentors today. And I wanted to get y'all's feedback on the word mentor and what y'all think about it. Is it like, do you have any connotations whatsoever with the word? Does it does it stir up? We'll get into personal stories here in a second. Does it stir up any immediate feelings? Um I'd like, I, I love word association games. So I would be curious to hear, yeah, any word associations with the word mentor? I would say the first thing, the first things that come to mind are wisdom and formative and older. Wow. Way to be ageist. <laughs> it brings up sort of like, it has almost like a businessy sort of tone in my head, although not entirely. Like I, I feel like I, like I'm the the idea of like a spiritual mentor is not is not alien to me, but also it has if it, it feels a little more like a businessy or workplace way of looking at at the at the issue or the task. See, that's so interesting to me because I haven't been. Like I've never, I feel like I've never had a real job. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I've never worked like in offices. I've never worked in environments that y'all have worked in. Um, and so to me, like, I don't even, that's not even like remotely in my realm of connotations with the word mentor. I don't think about any kind of work uh, relationship, which I know a lot of people do. Like that's news to me that, that, yeah, that that's a connotation that you make. It's always for me, just been always attached to spirituality. Wisdom, I think is definitely a word that comes to mind. Um reassurance there's also a negative connotation i have which is like hopeless (laughs) like where is where is this mentor where is this person yeah like it's something that you're missing yeah yeah like i don't want to dive too deep into the enneagram hole because that's it's such a polarizing discussion people either love it or they are like oh my gosh they're talking about the enneagram again like crossfit right Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but as a four i mean that's kind of the central tenant of a four if you're a four listening you you every every four out there has some kind of savior figure that they want to come rescue them or they're like there's like this missing relational piece that they don't have and and that could look like lots of different things it could could look like a mentor it could look like you know a a partner it could look like lots of things but for me definitely it is the mentor it's the big brother it's the wise sage it's it's all of that and so um so it definitely strikes a lot of emotional chords for me when i think of the word yeah, I resonate with that. Like it strikes this kind of like longing in my heart for some some person, presumably a man, who's going to be investing in me and um and pursuing me and caring for me. And and then when I 
feel like I don't have that in my life, then the idea of mentorship is a little bitter. Like it's this idea that people recognize and other people do, but just not for me. Yeah. It's like, why do, why do they have an awesome relationship? Where's mine? Mm -hmm. Where do I go to a store and buy a mentor? You know, Walmart. Right. But then it's hard to, once you sit down and try to define it, it is kind of difficult because I think we sort of conflate like the roles of like pastorship and discipleship and friendship uh, and, and aspects of family and chosen family all into, all into this same longing. And I think it's helpful to think of mentorship maybe as something distinct from those, you know, it's helpful to think of those as distinct roles that maybe one person isn't necessarily going to fill all of them. So I, I think that because I would say that I have had someone in the mentorship role in my life since I was in college, this, this does actually just for, for me, it does fill me with a lot of really positive feelings because I have such, because I have had such a blessed experience with mentor figures in my life. Right off the bat, I need to get this joke out of the way because Ryan, you mentioned something about a mentor, presumably a man. Um, one of mm-hmm. our yobbers said, are women mentors called women mentors? <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out that's, to our humorous yobber. He is so funny. If I told you all his name, you would know. Who, oh yeah, would I know. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh my gosh. He knows who he is. He's listening. Big <laughs> um, I love that. Women mentors. <laughs> I've had a woman mentor. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mentor, mm-hmm. but I think I think he also asked if we were going to talk about dementors. I think was also a part of right, and and that's a demon yes. mentor, right? Demon <laughs> mentor. No, no, we don't want we dementors. Don't want those. We cast out all the dementors in this new mm-hmm. year. Um, I wanted to hear about y'all's favorite mentors in pop culture. So, are there any like from books? Uh, TV shows, movies, uh, comic strips. Um, what are other sources of, of media? Coloring books. You know, I don't know. Just like, what are? Do you have any favorite mentor figures out there? Yes. That you want to talk about. So, keeping with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which mm. I think both of you have read. Yes. No, I have not say. read. No, I've only watched. You've watched. Okay, so at least at least you've watched. I think that the mentor-mentee relationship between Harry and Dumbledore is phenomenal. Um, they have such a a beautiful connection, but they're also like everything that comes out of Dumbledore's mouth is just like gold wisdom. And I just think like, cause yeah, I just, I love it. Like when you're at your breaking point, you just want a man with a long pointy beard to just to, tell you exactly what you need to hear. Yes. That is and to use magic. Right there. Yep. And to use magic. <laughs> Absolutely. Which may or may not be witchcraft. We're not here to debate that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so the example that came to mind first for me was another wizard uh, named Gandalf mm. from Lord of the Rings. And what is striking to me about Gandalf is that he's very powerful like within the world of middle earth he's very powerful but he's sort of bound by uh, his purpose which is not to fight the battles for 
like Frodo and Sam and and the people that he's guiding. Um, and his his job is to guide them and and show them how to fight and where to fight and uh, provide provide wisdom for them. And it's almost like his real like magical power or super ability is to kind of bring out bring out the best in the people he's around and to um, teach them how to be how to be the hero um, when you know when they need to be. Yeah, Gandalf to me is so mystical, mysterious, and kind of like in a weird way what I aspire to be like the fact that he just wanders and he just shows up and then he'll pour himself into somebody and make them mm-hmm. a better hero. Like part of me has always wondered like, like, is he good though? Like, does he have a good support system? Is he like, <laughs> is he taking care of himself? <laughs> he just wanders. Like, where does he live? What is his goal? Like, what is his like daily life situation when he's not going on these quests and like minister? Who pours into him? <laughs> yeah, who pours into <laughs> Gandalf? But assuming that he has that in place, like, yes, there is something about Gandalf that has long mm. resonated with yep. me. Um, to me, I'm going to I'm gonna get away from wizard land because no. y'all are wizardy. But I'm going to still stay. You used all the good examples. I know. These are, and I realize these are all, including the one I'm about to say, are really cliche. I wish, that, I wish we'd pulled from our, you know, back of the library, like, oh, this dusty book. Let me tell you about this mentor. But um, for me, staying in, like, um, a similar, similar genre, um, the character of Yoda in Star Wars to me. I mean, the Jedi are the wizards of the Star Wars universe. So I do feel like all of ours <laughs> kind of fit into a nice little. Basket. Basically, y'all, if you're looking for a mentor, they you must need have to find powers. <laughs> they must have powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we're getting mm-hmm. at here. Yeah. Forget the wisdom, as they just need to have magic. Magic. End of. Wow. End why, of why is that, though? That all of our, like, or like the iconic mentors are all sort of like supernatural. I think that like this, the idea of your mentor having a kind of power that you don't possess and that you long to have, yeah. that feels really meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they have something, they've learned something. How do I acquire that as well? And as far as fiction goes, yeah, that's such a clear way. Magic is such a tangible way to display that. I'm sure, yeah, there's absolutely plenty of stories out there that there's just not magic involved. People are our mentors in other ways, certainly. But I think especially as kids growing up on these, on these stories, like it's such a tangible uh, manifestation of, of that thing, that thing that you're trying to get that you don't have yet, that you really want, that you know will better you and better the people around you as well. Mm-hmm. And even stories without magic or fantasy, mentors are usually sort of mystical in some way or mysterious in some way right. or, um, or transcendent in some way. Like they've transcended... The main character's situation. Yeah. Jacob, you mentioned having a mentor. Ryan, I'm not sure if I've heard that if you've had one in the past that you would just ascribe that role to, but uh, I did want to hear your past experiences with mentors, whether they still exist today or if it was a season, a seasonal thing. Um, yeah, Jacob, I guess Jacob, we'll just start with you since you mentioned having one. Like, tell us a little bit just about that sure. relationship. Yeah, so the my first ever mentor was when I was in college. Um, so I went to a Christian university, and um, it was a professor that I had taken a new te- a New Testament class with, and just thought he was super great, just a, just a wonderful guy. Um, and after that class finished, I think probably even just the next 
semester, I just, um, I sent him an email and said, Hey, like, and I know this is going to seem like really out of the blue, but would you, um, consider being my mentor? Um, and he thought, thought about it for a little bit and wrote back and said that he abs, abs, absolutely would. And so we started meeting, um, I think it was, it was weekly for a while. And then I think, um, every other week for the next probably two and a half years. Um, and so, uh, we would talk about life. Uh, we would pray together. We would read scripture together. We would pray through, um, through scripture. Um, and yeah, I can think of like, um, just, uh, going through some really hard and difficult times when I was in college and, he was always there. Um, and, um, when it comes to just like my, my journey as a Christian, like he was incredibly, incredibly formative, um, in that whole process and just continued to speak truth and wisdom. Um, and I think almost, almost more than anything, just his compassion and consistent presence with me meant everything. And then after I got out of college, um, there was a bit of a gap there where I didn't have anyone. And then, um, I asked a couple from my church. Um, I think this has now been probably four, four years ago. Um, that just, uh, two people that it was evident that they passionately looked, um, passionately love Jesus and that they were giving their entire lives to him. And I just, I, I looked, looked up to them and can continue to so much. And I asked them if they would be my mentors and um, I haven't been able to meet with them as consistently just because they have some very busy lives. Um, But they've, they've also played um, an incredible role in my life and, my journey, both as just a person and a Christian, and I love them dearly. Oh, hmm. I'm curious, Jacob. My my main question was like, did you use the language, the vocabulary of mentor, yeah. or was it just kind of like connecting the dots? Like, I just I want, would, would you all, would you be open to like meeting up every other week or something? Yeah. So or? I did. I did choose to use the language of mentor, and I think that. Uh, I think that my attempt in that, which I had don't know if I actually thought through super in, intentionally, was that I like I wanted it to be clear that I was looking for um, something intentional and committed and more like not like I don't think I think to like to call it uh, formal doesn't really feel right, but I I just I wanted it to be something that had a distinct purpose from the, from the beginning of like what exactly I was looking for, as opposed to just like, can we just hang out every week or every other week? Um, and yeah, I don't, it, I think that some, some people do get nervous when it comes to like asking people to be a mentor because that does feel like, um, well, that's a, that's a huge commitment on their end. And I don't want to use that kind of language to like make people run away. Um, but in both of those cases, the response was 
um, was like um, over overwhel- overwhelmingly supportive and encouraging. That's awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Ryan, have you had any experience in mentorship in the past? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I went to a really good church growing up with a really good um, youth ministry. And so I think those, the people involved in that, the adults involved in that, I look back and I feel like they were, they were good mentors. I don't know that I would have used that word at the time, but um, cause I don't, I don't know if I really knew at the time um, what I was getting from them. I think recently though, my, my pastor, Matt, who we've had on the show, who we had on the show a while back has been. Weird Jesus. Um, yeah, weird Jesus. Big shout out to weird Jesus. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Uh, he's been a really um, faithful and helpful uh, person in the mentorship position for me. And, th- and this does kind of go back to um, kind of that idea of like, well, is he pastoring me or is he mentoring me or is he like, um, like some sort of chosen family uncle i don't know Um, chosen uncles like Mm. older brother i don't know so like i think i think in some sense gross i want to chunkle (laughs) i don't know in in some sense he's kind of all of those but he's certainly been a mentor in the sense that as i as I have embarked on a journey of launching launching a ministry at my church and trying to do a lot of the same things that he's been doing for a while, um, providing advice and guidance and feedback and insight for me into those endeavors, um, which is, I think, what sort of, in my mind, what differentiates like mentorship from, say, friendship or, um, or counseling. Um, I think for a long time, I didn't really have a mentor or anyone who I felt was, felt like was investing in me or guiding me or leading, leading me individually. And I got frustrated by that because I would hear, hear pastors at my church talk about how they meet up with their mentors once a month and it's valuable for all these reasons. And if, you know, everyone find a mentor, it's so incredibly important. And I would reach out to, I reached out to a few of them. I was like, Hey, I'd love to have a mentor. Would you be my mentor? And, and got kind of varied responses. Um, one of them said, yes, yeah, so we met up a few times, but then he left for a different job um, in a different state. Another one, um, we met up and he was pretty much like, okay, so what do you want to know? Or how do you want to grow? And I'm like, I don't, I didn't know that was my job to figure out, you know? Um, and, and there was kind of for a long time in my life, there's kind of this idea that like, well, you're called to be a mentor in some way, um, like that's the direction I think we should all be going or heading, but there wasn't really this sense of anyone's gonna show you, show me how to do it. 
show me how to how to be a good mentor. Um, and so that was kind of frustrating. But um, but again, I feel very thankful for Matt currently in um, in the ways that he's invested in me. And and like you said, Jacob, like that just um, provokes this incredible um, love and gratitude in my heart that um, like the idea of mentorship now, where where once it was quite bitter. Um, now it's a very kind of warm and fuzzy hmm, idea okay. and feeling. So one, one question that I have for you, Ryan, is that it, it sounds as, as though that you have um, distinct categories in your mind of men, mentorship, pastorship, and discipleship. Um, and I would just, I'm, I'm just curious to, to, to hear, like, are those, do you feel those as like very distinct categories or how do you think about those and how they might overlap? Yeah. And I think I would also kind of add friendship as a, as okay. another yeah. category that's distinct from all of those. Um, like mentorship, I think in my mind, it's something that like I'm learning how to how to do something, um, how to follow in someone's footsteps. And a mentor provides advice and insight. Um, pastorship, in my mind, is, um, is shepherding, like guiding uh, spiritually. Um, and that's like teaching someone how to be rather than do, maybe. Um, discipleship. Um, I don't know if I have a necessarily a clear definition for that, but I think it's a broader definition and maybe could, could encompass both of those. Um, it's kind of walking with someone maybe in a, in a broader sense. Um, and then friendship is an interesting kind of like qualification because I don't think your mentors or pastors are necessarily going to be friends. Like I, in some way I would definitely call, me and Matt friends and we talk about our friendship and he would say I'm a friend but in another sense like I don't see him um relying on me in the same ways that I rely on him like it's not really a symmetrical relationship and so um and so for uh I feel like for a classical like plain friendship that kind of brings to mind this sort of symmetry of, of interdependence that I don't think you're necessarily going to see with mentors or pastors. And I, I don't think my definition is necessarily like the single correct definition or single correct way to think about it. I think um, why I, why I parse that out, I've felt very frustrated trying to find all of those things from one person. And so if I can sort of, uh, separate out those requirements and recognize that those are different needs that helps me to accept that different people can can fulfill those yeah and that's a great point that like you can have multiple mentors or call them mentors call them pastors call them shepherds call them disciplers like I mean there's all kinds of there's not yeah one person that necessarily needs to check all the boxes and the trajectory of your life and, you know, if you live 80 years, you might have seven or eight different people filling that role in various seasons of your life, whether you're in college, whether you're, you know, a young adult moving to a new location, a new church, you know, there's all kinds of uh, overlap there. People that stay in your life, people that don't. Um, 
I've never had. So the only thing that in my experience, like officially, like put it in writing, this is my mentor was a church that I attended many years ago. Um, they had a mentorship program and I just was like, Oh, like I've always wanted a mentor. Let me sign up. And so I signed up and the church I was going to, was a very young church. It was in a college town. And so I was quite aware that, you know, probably the median age of the church is 25, 26 or whatever. I was 24, I think at the time. Um, and so I don't know why in my head I was thinking like by signing up for the mentorship program that I would be matched with like a 58 year old. That was my thought. And what happened was I got matched with a 27 year old, which is strange. Cause it's <laughs> like, he was only two and a half years older than me at the time. And now it's really strange to think back. Cause now I'm currently 31 or I'm, I'm currently 32. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Flash, <laughs> my life is flashing. Um, about to be 33 in a couple months. Um, so it's weird now to think about like a dude five years younger than me mentoring a dude seven years younger than me. That's a strange thought, but uh, <laughs> But it wasn't it wasn't wasted time. Like it was it was it was the first time I'd ever met intentionally with somebody to just talk and just talk about life. Like, yeah, I had friends and I had, you know, people that I could see on a more sporadic basis, but to clear time on the schedule for weekly meetings in a coffee shop. We would always meet at a coffee shop, um, to just talk about life. How am I doing? And, you know, he would share a little bit of his story, but it's mainly about me and just being able to get things off my chest and just being able to share with him and have him pray over me and with me. Like there's something really special and sacred about that. And, you know, we're not in touch anymore, but for the the time that it was like, it, I think it definitely kickstarted um, a journey for me of eventually reaching the point where it's like, yeah, then it took a few years for me to get there, but going to counseling suddenly wasn't nearly as intimidating of a thought as it once was because the idea of just showing up somewhere to talk about my life and share what's bothering me, ask for prayer, like all of those things had been done before. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, for that mentorship, even though, yeah, like I said, we're not, he's not like a, a lifelong mentor or anything. I don't expect to necessarily hear from him again, but, um, but I was grateful for that. And, and moving to today, like, yeah, just being able to have a pastor to meet with, um, has been really great being in counseling. Like I wouldn't consider my counselor, my mentor, but it kind of chips into, into that sphere of just like having somebody mm. to having somebody to go to somebody certainly with wisdom. Like I definitely appreciate this person in my life mm -hmm. for the wisdom that he has. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely something that I, I trace all the way back to that, that mentorship program at the church. So Tom, since, since you've also worked in lots of contexts with youth, would you say that you've taken on the role of a mentor at different times in your life? My literal job title was mentor. I was working at a boarding school and that's what I was. I was a mentor and it's funny because I, you know, this goes back to self-worth issues. I feel like I have nothing to offer. Like I'm a nobody. I'm a screw up. I'm like, I'm the one that needs someone to pour into me. I have nothing to offer you. Um, but God bless those kids because they just always shared their struggles with me. And um, even that kid that I, I referenced earlier, the, the Yoda kid, <laughs> the guy that was like impacted by Yoda that night. Um, like I got to mentor him for, for three entire weeks in the woods, which three weeks in the woods is probably like 12 weeks in the real world or something. Cause they're just there 24 seven with no distractions, no technology save for the night that we watched star Wars on the therapist computer. But yeah, you have like only nature surrounding you and no distractions. And, and so I got to connect with this guy on a weekly basis and, um, and it was cool to just like to hear about his family upbringing and to compare it to my own and, offer my insights. Like there was something really special mm -hmm. about that, that 
if I never become a father, which who knows, who knows what the future holds, the idea of being a mentor um, to a, a new generation, like that's absolutely a, a stirring of my heart for sure. And, and I haven't worked with youth um, in a couple of years now, ever since I dove into Yab full-time, I've been working full-time with Yab for two and a half years now. And, and you know, up, up until that juncture where I, where I broke away from working with youth, I'd been working with kids for seven, eight years and all the different capacities, tutoring and camps and therapeutic environments. Like, so it's been an interesting, it's been a weird void these last couple of years to not feel, to feel like I have like some, I still have something that needs to be distributed. Um, and maybe someday, yeah, whether it's with youth or, or just, you know, I'm 32 now, so maybe it's going to be a 20 something. Maybe it's going to be someone, you know, just a decade younger than me or something, but I definitely have a desire to, um, to be a mentor as well as have one. So yeah, I am good question, Jacob, like curious y'all's perspectives on have you mentored somebody, um, or do you aspire to in the future? So I, I think I would, I would say that I got tastes of it when I was in college. So I, um, when I was a junior and a senior, I led a, a small group of all uh, freshman guys. And even though the age, age difference wasn't, wasn't huge, I think from, from 18 to 22, like that's not a lot of years, but those are like really, really, uh, 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 formative years to where there is a pretty big difference in just like maturity and all those kind of things. Um, and so I was able to, I met with some of those guys one-on-one, um, while I was in school, not like, I don't think that they would ever say that I was their mentor, nor would I think I give myself that title, but like, I got pieces of it to where, um, it is something that I, I do see as a part of my future, but at the same time, I almost feel like a mentor mentee connection. I feel like should always be initiated by the mentee. And so I guess I don't really see it as my role at this point in time. And this, this could change to like go out and find someone to mentor as much as, as it is like, I'm here with an open hand that if like someone were to ask me uh, to take on that role in their lives, I would absolutely consider it. But I also kind of like to echo what Tom said earlier when he didn't refer to himself as an adult. I also feel like a child at times to where like, oh, like, like I couldn't possibly like you, you don't start mentoring until you're at least 40 and even then like you're basically a young chick in that field and so yeah for some reason the 50s the 50s feel right for mentorship for me so I've got I've got at least 20 years before I even think about that but I also like just just knowing us in this little circle like we absolutely have things to offer people oh Jacob you shouldn't have (laughs) keep going Tell just, us, tell me I how think, great I am. I think that, well, I mean, that wasn't your Christmas gift. You got oh. capris and you told Ryan That's all right. the affirmation things. So <laughs> I don't have any right. of those left for you. Um, we're carrying grudges. So many grudges. Oh yeah. yeah. We're going to hold on to that all year long. But anyway, no, I think, I think that each, each one of us here would make an excellent mentor to someone. 
Yeah, I was going to say through your other brothers and the ministry that I've gotten involved in at my church for non-straight people, I have started to meet uh, men who are younger than me. And, and now that I'm getting into my 30s, uh, significantly younger than me. Um, where it's not like the 27, 25 year old relationship you're talking about, Tom. Um, and, and starting to, yeah, yeah. Meet, meet younger people who, who I'm starting to realize, okay, maybe I do actually have something to offer here. I think I struggle to know, like, what does it mean to be a good mentor? Um, either, either to this person individually or just in general, and and I've often wondered, like, are there resources I should be like pursuing? Like, is there a podcast about this? <laughs> or, like, is there a book I should? Here read? it is. Um, Listen like, to this. To, you're to, making uh, it now. How to be a mentor? <laughs> um, and and you know, I I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure that those people see me as like a mentor, like capital a mentor. Um, but I think when I think about like for Matt, like what what does it look like for me besides besides the occasions that he's offered like specific advice for specific situations? I think mostly it's been he it's like ninety percent it's like ten percent advice and ninety percent just encouragement and affirmation and um and like, yeah, I can do that. So I Googled some verses about mentorship and one of them jumped out at me as something that Matt, for example, has been, has provided for me. And I think it's maybe one, one facet of mentorship that's important is Proverbs 20 verse five. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. And there are so many times that I felt like there's something kind of underneath a lot of water in my heart, like in, in deep water, like this purpose is sort of hidden within me and I don't know how to get in touch with it. But then talking with, uh, talking with this mentor who, who understands things in a different way or more than me helps to like kind of draw that to, to the surface and helps clarify this purpose in my life and helps clarify what's going on in my heart. That's good. Well, I kind of wind down this conversation, y'all. I wanted to just kind of get your thoughts on, on where we are today and where we are looking, looking down the horizon. We've talked, we've joked throughout the episode about growing older and, and, um, and it makes me wonder like, yeah, what are y'all anticipating or hoping or longing for, um, in a mentor in the years, in the decades to come? What qualities are you looking for? Like in our Yarbrough's group, there was a good question about like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for someone older? Do they have to be older? Could they be younger? Do, do they have to be married? Could they be single? Um, do they have to be straight? Do, could they also have same-sex attraction? Like what are, do you have any kind of parameters that you just, what for better or worse, if that's just the, cause I know I do, I'll just speak for myself. I have this like vision of what the mentor looks like. And I, I'm learning to like have to, you know, be present with what is, you know? And so my ideal mentor, whatever that even is, you know, it could look entirely different. So I was curious, yeah, just as y'all consider your lives pondering 2030, 2040, 2050, like do y'all have any hopes for, for mentorship in the future and, and for, for what purposes? Yeah. I mean, I would love to have a non-straight 
male mentor in my life who's gone ahead of me. Mm. I, I think, you know, as you get older, age gets to be less and less of an important distinction. Um, and, and so I think as I get older, I'd be more and more willing for, uh, for having gone ahead of me, not to mean the same thing as older. Um, but right now where I am, where I am right now, it certainly helps me feel like the other person is wiser if they're older. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something I would hope for and look for, but, um, but not something that I'm super expectant, uh, to, to find in my life. Mm. Yeah. Mentioning a non-straight person. We did, we did have some of our older guys in the group comment about how, like it just wasn't even an option 30 years ago, 40 years ago for them mm-hmm. to have that. And so how blessed are we that that's, you know, it's still not a guarantee by any means, but it's way more of a possibility for our generation than it is for the previous generation to have someone like that. Um, and to be that for somebody else, it goes both ways. Like that's pretty remarkable. And my heart definitely goes out to the older generation, the 50 plus crowd who they spent the bulk of their lives, like not really mm-hmm. having someone that they could be open about um, mm-hmm. either straight or gay. Like there was no, person to like necessarily be that guaranteed safe person that they could talk about and process life with. So, um, so I definitely want to give a little shout out and a, a ICU moment Mm -hmm. to, uh, to our older listeners Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I would, I, I hope to continue with my current mentors for as long as they'll have me. Um, are, so they're, um, it's a couple and they're in their, early forties. And so like there is that age difference, but as, um, as Ryan just said, I think that as we get older, it becomes much less about like how much older that they are, um, versus how much more mature, how much more wisdom, how much, um, longer have they walked with Jesus through a whole host of just life things. And so that's, um, like I think having people of, uh, integrity and compassion and passion and, um, um, people who, who want you to feel like they're, um, a person that wants, that is evident that you feel like a part of their family, I think is really meaningful as opposed to just like, a hobby that they're working on that you're kind of like their like mm. their project to be doing i um but i guess like looking farther into the future i don't i don't know what um possible other mentorships will look like i think having um as you both said i think having some um someone else who does experience same-sex attraction and has been walking faithful for just a lot longer. I do see a lot of benefit in having that, but also I don't really, I don't know how realistic that is as a hope in terms of just like finding someone just because it doesn't seem like there are like a whole ton of options, at least like here locally for, for me. Um, so I, 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 I see all of those, uh, all of those benefits that could come from that, but I don't think it's, it's not a requirement that I have for future Uh mentors. Yeah. So today, uh, thanks for sharing y'all. Thanks for sharing kind of your, your hopes, your dreams, your visions, your longings. 
um, for the future. And let me tell y'all, I don't know if y'all have done this ever. And I wish I'd done this better because I, I wish I'd spent more time. But I read through the letters of First and Second Timothy today, just scanning them. I didn't like read every single word. Um, I kind of wish I had, and maybe I will. Maybe after this episode, I'll feel inspired to actually go back and read it word for word. But as I was scanning these two letters, and they're fairly, you know, readable. I think it's six and four chapters. Like they're not, it's not gonna take the longest amount of time to read these two. But um, when you get past all of the Pauline theology, which is, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff about church structure and church leadership, and I'm not here to talk about that. Um, when you get past all of that, it's really beautiful to see like all the vocabulary that Paul uses for Timothy. Uh, even though it's called First and Second Timothy, these are letters written by Paul for Timothy, someone younger than him. Um, and it's just really beautiful. Like I'm just going to pick out verses and, and references, but um, you know, he opens each letter by calling Timothy my true child in the faith. He says that in First Timothy. In Second Timothy, he refers to him as my beloved child. And I've noticed, like when I was reading these letters back to back, they've got they follow a very similar structure, um, opening with a greeting, ending with a goodbye, and then the chapters in between flooded with encouragement and a charge. As far as the encouragement, um, this speaks to um, to Paul's not only Paul's investment in Timothy, but his investment with Timothy's family. In Second Timothy one, he says, "I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you, Timothy, constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well." For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He goes on in uh, 1 Timothy 4, a very popular passage a lot of people know. He says, let no one despise you for your youth but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Uh, in 2 Timothy 4, Paul says, I charge you, Timothy, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. And then it was Paul's goodbye in 2 Timothy 4 that sent me on a little bit of an emotional spiral today, y'all. Um, because it speaks a lot to the kind of concepts that I have when I think about my life decades down the road. So he says goodbye to Timothy in the lead up to the goodbye by saying, do your best to come to me soon. For Demas in love with his present world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. Oh, Timothy. Guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, for by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with you. There's this concept of people deserting the faith, this reality of people leaving, people swerving, people no longer walking this road. Um, and in recent years, this has become a brutal reality for me in the last five years of having friends and people that I looked up to, friends with wisdom, abounding wisdom, um, walking away from, from faith and turning, turning to another path. Like 
the concept of mentorship for me grows more and more vital with with every year to have somebody who's gonna who's gonna be there to pray for me day and night who's gonna encourage me and and affirm me but then also charge me to to say hey stop doing that that's not good for you do this instead to correct me to rebuke me to lead me um to have this like you know this reality that 50 years from now i'm still walking this path not by my own effort at all but by the fact that somebody a little further along was was guiding me and helping me the way that paul did with timothy several years ago i was fortunate and so blessed to attend a conference and it was a conference for young and old married and single in school and in a thriving career and everywhere in between a conference a gathering devoted to the art and the science and the lived reality of story and not just fictional story not just story for a land of wizards and giants and quests for some vital treasure but also a conference for actual real day to day day in and day out story in that conference which lasted a few days i learned so much the concept of heroes and conflicts crests and valleys story arcs and i also learned something that maybe i knew all along but never quite put words to it and that lesson was who the most important person the most vital character in any hero's journey is it's not the hero it's not the villain it's the guide the mentor the wizard the jedi master the sage the pastor the big brother the dad it's the one who already has risen to the challenge who already has overcome the one with wisdom and strength with unflowing encouragement to bestow the exact person the hero needs when all hope is lost when in desperate need of of just the right word just the right push and the older i get year after year crest after valley the more vital i see this person this role for my life and increasingly how important how vital i see this role this person for someone else and how i might fill that void how i might step in and say the right thing point someone to jesus if only with the simple words that i'm praying for you day and night and i long to see you once again may we find such influences in the faith for ourselves and may we be such an influence for others and so my brothers as paul charged to timothy i charge to you pursue righteousness godliness faith love steadfastness gentleness fight the good fight of the faith take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses 
I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. All right, guys. Well, I think we talked ourselves into uh, into an expert mentor uh, level role here. So I'm going to charge you and encourage you to go out and and become mentors, be mentors, be be the mentors that you wish you had that you want to see in the world. Yes, and I think that one of the things that I see often, the thing that seems to hold back people the most from having a mentor is just asking because yes that's a really really scary thing and you are taking a pretty vulnerable risk in like putting your whole self out there but it is it is worth it and i encourage you to just just do it just yeah just nike do it yeah i was really encouraged just to hear you just to hear your boldness jacob and sharing how you've just asked multiple people hey will you mentor me like that's it's so profoundly simple, like something that I'm absolutely going to chew on in this new year of like, yeah, being opportunistic and, and keeping, keeping my eyes out for people that may be coming or people that are already here and just mm-hmm. who can minister to me. And I hope people listening took something away from this, whether it's like asking to be a mentor, whether it's somebody that you can mentor, there's so many directions you could take this episode. It's my hope that something about it landed with you guys listening that uh, that you can take it into this new year and this new decade and hopefully the rest of your life. That would be, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to hear your stories as always. We're, we're a storytelling community here at Yab. Um, so if you have a story to share about either being a mentor um, or f- being mentored, um, I would love to hear that story. You can go over to our podcast episode page, yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast, find the episode 55 post on mentors. Um, share your story. It'd be awesome to just see what you've experienced. And by all means, this does not have to be a rosy story. If you have a story that left you longing, left you wanting more, it didn't turn out well, or, or it used to be good. And now it's not like, I want to hear those stories as well. Please be authentic and honest. We would love to just support you and, uh, support one another as we, as we talk about these stories. So leave us a comment, tell us a story. We always love it when y'all do that. Thanks for those that participate in the comment section. And a big thank you um, for just helping us see more clearly what we're doing this episode and hopefully all the rest of this year. Um, Big thanks to Vision Enhancing Devices for, yeah, just helping us see. Thank you, Vision Industry. I'm excited (laughs) to know you've all banded together and probably are owned by Disney. (laughs) Right. And sent us these promotional night vision goggles. Yeah, we're all wearing right now. We are doing this whole episode in pitch black darkness thank you spoil the surprise yeah it was great well thanks jacob ryan for coming on this was actually a way deeper episode than i thought it would be not that i thought it was going to be frivolous by any means but it uh it got deep there and so i appreciate y'all sharing about your stories so Mm -hmm. love to hear our listener stories as well y'all this is the new yob this is the new yobcast twice a month 
Um, stay tuned in a couple weeks. We'll be back again and do this all over again. Yay. Mm-hmm. So for all your other brothers, this is Tom. This is Jacob. And this is Ryan. Reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. See you next time, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Navigate more with us at yourotherbrothers.com and comment on this episode at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Subscribe to our show to never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what we do, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. If you'd like to further support our storytelling effort, consider becoming a yobber. Yobbers pledge monthly and receive perks like calls with authors and other supporters, access to a secret Facebook group, and additional podcast content. Visit patreon.com slash yourotherbros for more information. Don't miss our monthly bonus podcast on Patreon, The Yabalog, featuring responses to previous podcasts, content not featured in public episodes, calls from listeners, and more. Ask us a question or tell us a story by leaving us a message at 706-389-8009. If you're new to the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com. You can also write us at Your Other Brothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.